Welcome into the Monday Mirror edition of Main Street Sports Today, presented by Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance of Columbia. I'm Maurice Patton. That's Chris Yao. And as we said, it's Monday. Unless you're a NASCAR fan, in which case it's Sunday. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, a, it's a weird day today. It has been a weird day all day today. But, you know, it's, it's rare that in the middle of our, of our show does a major sporting event actually take place. Because, <laughs> I mean, Monday but between two and four. But if it were to ever happen, it's going to be in the middle of our show. Yeah, of course. It would never, yeah, it would never happen, you know, right after or at nine o'clock in the morning or something. That, no. that would just be too much to ask. Mm -hmm. So, around 3 p.m. today, we'll hear those vaunted words. Gentlemen. Drivers. Drivers, drivers start your engine. Yeah. There you go. It's I mean, a, it, it makes sense. I was going to ask if, if yeah, that what changed. the makeup of the field was. Well, I, I think it's all men this year, but, but they just, they've just yeah, they just went ahead and did drivers. And, Better safe than sorry. And so, yeah, and, and we'll hear those words and they'll drop the green flag. And about two and a half, three hours later, we'll see a checkered flag and then they'll Wet run the weather expert. permitting. Well, I think the weather's good to go. It's so crazy. Did you see the the uh, the radar yesterday of the United States? No, was it one big blob? It was a line of storms right over that part of, like, literally north of Tampa, south of Jacksonville. That was it. <laughs> the entire country dry. It's like, if you want to know where they're racing, just look at a map and we'll see where the rain is. God's not a NASCAR fan? Uh, he, must, he must have just wanted one more day of anticipation. So things are looking good for today. What I, I, wish they, I wish they would have pushed it to, you know, Monday night NASCAR under the lights in Daytona on President's Day just that just seems like a perfect thing to do, but instead they're going to run it in the, in the daytime, which I mean, again, it is a, it's typically a daytime race, but it's in the daytime. Will it extend into it probably will, put will the they turn the on. lights on? Oh yeah. The time it's the, over. The, yeah. the finish may be under the lights, which will be cool. Mm -hmm. And then after that, they're going to run the Xfinity race tonight. I thought they were running Xfinity this morning. Did they not? They're in trucks. Uh, and then a, um, one of the, the, the jet dryers crashed on the track for the second time. Maybe they're asking those jet dryers to do a little too much. <laughs> One of my friends said, if I had a nickel for every time a jet dryer crashed on Daytona after a weather delay, I'd have two nickels, but it is weird that it happened twice. <laughs> so I, it's, it's an interesting Monday, man. It's, it's been Monday for a lot of folks in a lot of places, but we're gonna, we're, we're, we're gonna turn the tide. Works for me. Um, we got some great guests, a couple of great guests. We're looking forward to speaking with John Parado, who is in his first day with Heavy.com. Oh, wow. Which is a, um, I don't know if it's a budding sports uh, it, website. They oh. have had a Twitter presence since 2012, I believe. Okay, that's not he exactly budding. No, Heavy on Sports. Uh, in 2009, they joined Twitter. Now, I don't know if they've always been at heavy on sports or if it's, mm -hmm. you know, if this is just somebody's blog that 
made a little money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, this could have been Jim Bob's sports blog in 2009 that <laughs> has transformed. But yeah, they they've been on Twitter since 2009. So, well, I don't know how long they've been heavy or uh, whatever. But mm -hmm. he ain't heavy. Yeah, John Parado is going to talk to us a little about um, free agency because as pitchers and catchers reported across Florida and Arizona last week, there are still a lot of guys yet to join teams. One local one that I'm concerned about in particular, but uh, we'll talk to John about that. We will also talk to John as we like to do whenever we talk Major League Baseball about the Oakland Ish. Athletics. <laughs> so the athletics. The, the athletic baseball club. The, the, ABC. That, that green and gold team that has played on the West Coast for six decades. Yeah. Where are they going to be next? So we'll be checking in with John on some of that. In the next segment, we will speak with friend of the show, James Etta Cleveland of Sports Mom U, getting some insight on NIL. Always a fascinating world there. And how it's threatening to impact, you know, kids trying to get to the collegiate level. So she's got a lot of insight on that. Looking forward to hearing from her on that. Again, it's the Monday Mirror. We will have our Monstars, our top performers from the weekend. And what else have we got? Going to talk a little college hoops. Plenty to talk about there. Um, already touched on the Daytona 500. Um, college baseball opened this weekend across the country, and we had a couple of locals that had some particularly good weekends that we want to want to mention here. So we'll get into that later in the show. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I'm excited to talk college baseball because it's with with talking to James Etta about NIL and then transfer portals and all of the things. And I don't know if you, if you have gotten uh, Craig Pinkerton's emails about SEC baseball co-players of the week, but there's an interesting name on there. And we'll talk about that. Okay. Excited. All right. Sounds good. I, I have not gotten that email. I guess I'm being boycotted by well, the I haven't Southeastern either, Conference. But I did get but, um... it. I, I did get a, I got a Tennessee uh, release, but you got a release from Tennessee. Mm -hmm. I bet there's somebody that doesn't know it. <laughs> there's no doubt. Oh man, because uh, you'd be erased yeah. from that distribution list. But anyway, um, let's before we get much further off the rails, try to get back on them and give it's you Monday, all. Man, well, well, yeah, we kind of started <laughs> off the rails. Huh? I give you this week's. I'm sorry, this weekend's results and today's schedule on The Rundown. This is The Rundown. The Monday Rundown is brought to you by Zion Christian Academy. ZCA offers a faith-based, Christ-centered education in Murray County. Give them a call today at 931-388-5831 or visit zioneagles.org to schedule your appointment today. Zion Christian Academy, prepared for college, equipped for purpose, and the ladybug is back. 
Yes, we have had five or six of them today. I, I had a family in the other room when I was there this morning, so I don't know what's going on. Well, they're if they're supposed to be lucky, I'm good. We're, we're in good shape. For yeah, there's so, no question. Okay. Friday, girls basketball action. Cookville 63, Wilson Central 47. Sycamore edging Creekwood 36-35. Moore County down Zegawa 40-37. It's Fairview 65, Montgomery Central 18. Good pasture down Franklin Road Academy 48-39. Webb School was a 55-32 winner over Harpeth Hall, Houston County, down to Hall Rock, Brewston, 59-37. They said, we don't care about your NFL, Pro Football Hall of Fame, anything. <laughs> Just, we're going to beat you. We don't Patrick care. Patrick Willis ain't walking through yeah, exactly. that door. Exactly. <laughs> he certainly ain't suiting up for y'all. So, yeah. Hillsboro downs John Overton, 64-37. Murfreesboro Central edging Lawrence County, 41-39. Lawson falls to Valor Collegiate, 37-32. And Lebanon down Stewart's Creek, 44-40. Westmoreland, 33. Liberty Creek, 26. Maplewood, 58-53. Winners over Hume Fogg. It was Cane Ridge, 57. McGavick, 38. Joe Burns downs Merrill Hyde, 64-25. Providence Christian, a 50-35 winner over Ezo Harding in Trousdale County. Downs White House Heritage, 41-32. On Saturday, it was Nolansville defeating Brentwood Girls, 41-32. Cheatham County with a 44-37 win over East Hickman. Lincoln County, 58. Columbia Central, 39. Franklin Road Academy defeated Ezel Harding, 55-35. Beach with a 54-25 win over Gallatin. Hendersonville down Green Hill, 26-21. Harpeth Hall with a 45-39 win over Father Ryan. Harpeth defeated Hickman County, 56-44. Hillsborough with a 52-32 win over Cane Ridge. It was East Robertson, 78. Joe Burns, 43. Overton with a 59-38 win over McGavick. Lewis County with a 30-3 run to close the game. Defeated Mount Pleasant 49-39. Loretto with a 59-50 win over Summertown. Portland defeated Macon County 34-27. It was Blackman 45, Oakland 43. Page edged Independence 39-35. Good Pasture defeated Providence Christian 67-57. Rockvale 70, Riverdale 34. And Highland Rim 43, Zion Christian 31. Boys action on Friday, Cane Ridge down Antioch 61-48, Blackman edged Rockville 50-48, it was Rossview 70, Clarksville 33, Webb School with a big win over Columbia Academy 66-58, much to the chagrin of my partner here, <laughs> Richland downs Cornersville 62-35, Brentwood Academy 81-68, winners over CPA, finally someone gets the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> they were on a roll there for a minute. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kenwood downs Dixon County 61-58. It was McKenzie 40, Houston County 31. Hume Fogg 66-41 winners over Glencliff. Knowledge Academy is falling to Joe Burns 70-58. Hillsborough with a 68-44 win over John Overton. Kirkwood 70, Springfield 54. It was Lawrence County 49, Tullahoma 34. Lawson downs Martin Luther King 48-37 and Murfreesboro Central was a 73-61 winner over Marshall County. East Robertson down Merrill Hyde 56-40. Siegel 56, Oakland 40. Oh, same score. Interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, Providence Christian 80, Good Pasture 65, and Santa Fe down Cullioca 59-46. Um, How many points for Alden in that one? I think it was 37. I don't know. I think it was 37. I don't know. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. It is. You would think, anyway. 
On Saturday, Hillsborough defeated Edge, Cane Ridge 55-54, Harpeth with a 49-40 win over Cheatham County. Columbia Academy <clears throat> bounced back from that Friday night loss, took a little extra time. A little extra time? Two overtimes, actually. <laughs> defeated Good Pasture 90-86, Cookville with a 64-45 win over Wilson Central. Christ Presbyterian bounced back as well yes, with a 60-55 win over Innsworth. Creekwood Edge Fairview 47-45, Eagleville with a 64-46 win over Chris Murdoch's Fayetteville Tigers, Joe Burns 57, East Robertson 49, Brentwood with a 46-35 win over Franklin in the latest edition of the oldest rivalry in Williamson County. Hendersonville 59, Gallatin 46, Green Hill defeated Beach 54-49, Antioch downed Overton 66-57, Laverne 53, Lebanon 51, White House Heritage 49, mm -hmm. Liberty Creek 48, Summertown. My goodness, mm -hmm. talk about the Eagles. 57, Loretto 52, Merrill High with a 52-51 win over Knowledge Academies. Sycamore defeated Montgomery Central 59-48. Mount Pleasant with a 79-65 win over Lewis County. Pope Prep 85, Brentwood 76. Providence Christian defeated Webb School 46, I'm sorry, 48-40. Independence with a 56-52 win over Ravenwood. It was Oakland 64, Rockvale 61. Blackman defeated Siegel 49-37. Station Camp over Greenbrier 50-40. Columbia Central with a 54-36 win over Warren County. Westmoreland 55, Trousdale County 51. And White House defeated Portland 58-56. Men's basketball action on Saturday, Western Illinois and the Leathernecks with a 68-61 win over Tennessee State. Lipscomb defeats Central Arkansas 85-68. Vols, no problem. None. With the Commodores. 88-53 the final there against Vanderbilt. 14 threes <clears throat> will do that. Yeah, well. And the ride continues. Seven of eight now? No, no, no. Still Five six or seven, I think. Oh, is it? I thought it was okay. It, I may have to go. I'll go back and look. It, yeah, it's, it's another one. Three straight. MTSU said rumors re of <laughs> demise have been greatly exaggerated. Ninety-six, ninety took two overtimes, but they get UTEP at home. I don't think this is the last time we'll be mentioned in this game no in today's show no austin p 87 tuna 79 bethel downs cumberland 77 75 fisk goes to new orleans gets u uh s u n o 79 76 treveca 94 85 winners over tiffin and loyola of new orleans took full advantage <laughs> of the firehawks being head coachless with a 70 to 63 win over UT Southern, that's two losses in a row for the once ranked, once tenth ranked Firehawks. We'll see how they bounce back as conference tournament play begins on Sunday. Belmont getting back on track as they are fully healthy with a 75-60 win over Illinois Chicago. It's funny how that works. Healthy man, yeah, being healthy. Yep. Women's basketball over the weekend. On Saturday, Tennessee State dealt Western Illinois an 84-71 defeat. Austin P with a 73-60 win over Lipscomb. Middle Tennessee State women out in the West Texas town of El Paso. Mm. Um, 
defeated UTEP 56-41. Drake with a 77-71 win over Belmont. Cumberland 67, Bel Bethel 64. Fix Fisk 87, Southern of New Orleans 70. Trevecca defeated Tiffin 85-44. And Loyola of Louisiana with an 81-52 win over UT Southern on Sunday. Tennessee with no problem at Vanderbilt, 86-61. In the All-Star game last night, a hundred, I'm sorry, 397 points. We'll the East with a 211-186 win over the West. And on the ice, the Predators with a much needed victory at St. Louis, 5-2. Five different people scored for the Preds. And maybe they should practice hard day before games more often. Take out their frustrations on somebody other than the coach after that? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Tonight, girls basketball. These are district finals or, consol or consolation games. I would say the early games are one and the late games are the other. That's most likely. Mm -hmm. West Creek is at Clarksville Northwest at 6. Also at 6, Shelbyville takes on Columbia Central at Coffee County. Coffee County in Manchester. Green Hill is at Gallatin. Watertown has got Jackson County. Hume Fogg takes on Lawson. Marshall County and Lawrence County at Tullahoma? No. Marshall County. At Marshall County? Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's weird then. Why does it not just say at? Mm. Anyway, Lawrence County is at Marshall County. Cullioca has Santa Fe. At Cornersville. At Cornersville, that's right. Kirkwood and Springfield, Macon County and Station Camp, Stewart's Creek, Wilson Central at 7.15. These are championship games. It's Rossview and Clarksville at 7.30. Richland is at Cornersville Beach and Hendersonville. Dixon County, Henry County, Lebanon. Whoa. Lebanon takes on Lebanon. Lebanon versus Lebanon, split squad. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Uh, Nolansville is at Page. White House takes on Portland. Murfreesboro Central has Tullahoma. That one is at Marshall County mm -hmm. and Maplewood Valor Collegiate at 730. And that, folks, is your rundown. Today's top story, as always, brought to you by Piggly Wiggly here at Neely's Mill in Columbia. Be sure and get through there for their delicious daily deli lunch options, meat and threes, and the cobblers are out of this world. I had the cherry a couple of days ago. Chef's kiss. Uh, also, hand-cut meats and everything is cost plus 10% at the register at Piggly Wiggly in Neely's Mill here in Columbia. We mentioned that National Basketball Association All-Star Game with the East defeating the West 211 to 186. And I've not read this article, but the headline pretty well says it all. Hmm. NBA's All-Star Game has become unwatchable and it might also might be unfixable. The players simply don't care and beyond that don't want to get hurt. Now, I mean, I don't know that I can necessarily blame them for that. Not wanting to get hurt in a mid-season exhibition yeah. game. I mean, but I don't know why, 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 why play? Why? Listen, the NHL may have figured this out. 
what, go to a series of three-on-three well, three games? It's, skill, it's, yeah. it's a skill event. And I saw someone, I don't remember which player it was, said adding one-on-one -on -one games would be, a one-on-one -on -one tournament would be cool because they play a lot of one-on-one -on -one in the off-season and stuff. So that would be awesome. I wonder if a three-on-three. <clears throat> a three-on-three Tournament. would be fantastic give me a one-on-one -on -one, give me a three-on-three -three, or nba jam style two-on-two -two. <laughs> you just where you know it's it's horace grant and scotty pippen for the <laughs> chicago bulls because nobody could get michael jordan's rights <laughs> but i mean anything that other than this this is not and and you know the dunk contest is meh even though you know mac with a back-to-back win was was awesome great for him but i mean it's it's just not fun to watch i would absolutely watch a one-on-one -on -one tournament even a three-on-three -three, but one-on-one -on -one, heck yes yeah a tournament well and the thing is the guys are going to play in a one-on-one -on -one tournament mm -hmm. because they're playing for personal pride it's pride yeah yeah so and i would i would be all for that please and thank you 168 three-point attempts. How? Yeah, nobody was going inside. They were, In, coming, they were coming across half court. I, I assume, I don't know, I didn't watch. No, I can't watch it. No. In a 48-minute game? A hundred and what? 68. That is four-ish a minute? A little under. That's but a solid three. That's absurd. That's absurd. I mean, just have a three-point shooting contest. <laughs> uh, that uh, the best part of the weekend was the Ionescu Steph Curry event. That was the best part of the weekend. There was there was drama. It was fun. Everybody wanted to see it, and it delivered. The, Nothing else about the weekend delivered. The fact other that than the Charles West, Barkley. The, oh well, Charles always delivers. <laughs> when does he not? <laughs> the fact that the West made just thirty-five percent of its threes is actually the most laughable part, according to uh, this CBS Sports article that I am cribbing from by um, Brad Botkin. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Here's the problem. You can play one-on-one -on -one or three-on-three -on -three or five-on-five, -five, but unless players care enough to truly compete, the game is going to stink. I'm telling you, one-on-one, -on -one, they're going to play. Yeah, I, I, think, I think they're going to care about one-on-one. -on -one. Anthony Edwards, for me, it's an all-star game, so I don't think I will ever look at it like being super competitive. It's always fun. I don't know what they can do to make it more competitive. It's a break. I don't think nobody wants to come here and compete. We'll see. I, I, don't, I don't know how you fix it. I really don't. I, I don't think you can. I mean. But, but something has got to be done. And if you are just in the NBA C-suites, you've got to address this because this, it is unwatchable. I, I don't think they're going to like whatever the ratings were for it. I, well, NBA ratings 
haven't been great for a while now. But I'm sure they were even worse. But this, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, and here's the thing. There was nothing else on. Not a thing. Nothing. Not, not a thing. At, at, at 7 o'clock on Sunday night, I was watching Hometown. I was definitely not watching the NBA All-Star Game. I was watching Law & Order SVU. Yeah. HGTV or something. Yeah. Literally anything but. And I knew the game was on. Yeah. And it's like. Had zero care to watch it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, again, it's unfortunate, and they got to do something about it. What, is, what that is? I don't know what that yes. is. Um, real quick, as long as we are on You're, the yeah. NBA. Your, the, boy, your boy Wade Neely mm -mm. had Damian Lillard to win All-Star Game MVP. At what? With $10, he won 120 all right. What what prompted him to go with Dame? I don't know, but it worked. Clearly. There you go. So dinner's on Wade when we get when we get up to you. There yeah. you go. Well, when we go to Champions and Murfreesboro here in a couple of weeks, crawfish and beverages on you, Wade. Mm hmm Again, before as long as we're on NBA, the Brooklyn Nets concluded their pre all-star break schedule with a 136 to 86 loss at Boston falling to 21 and 33 that was on Valentine's Day it was on Wednesday this morning the Brooklyn Nets announced that Jock Mahone has been fired I mean it is odd timing. It's very you could, odd. You could have you done it on Friday. You could have done it on Friday. You could have done it on Thursday. I mean, if you felt like that was what you needed to do, you could have, you know, gotten some things in a row during this break rather than coming back out of the break and then doing it. I don't know. Um, as the Athletics says, the timing is certainly a surprise. Objectively, they're not having a bad season. They're 21 and 33, but they're only... Two and a half games behind the Hawks for the number 10 seed. So the play-in tournament is still a thing. There you go. But um, apparently he has lost market share in the locker room. Something he and um, Adrian Griffin can discuss, I guess. It'll... Um, It'll be interesting to see what direction they go in because they've not named an interim coach yet. And they play again Thursday at Toronto. So I guess they got a little time. I don't know. Well, interim coaches. We'll talk about that We later. will talk about interim coaches here later in the show. When we come back here on Main Street Sports Today, though, we will be talking to James Etta Cleveland of Sports Mom U, picking her brain on some NIL and the ever-developing effects thereof. So come back to the Lee Company studio with Chris and I here after this break. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. 
Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Your favorite wine tasting experience is back. The Hendersonville Rotary Club's Wine and Roses Fundraising Gala. Everything you loved and more. Saturday, March the 2nd. Prepare your taste buds for elegant wines, smooth whiskeys, craft beers, and exceptional food. Browse through the silent auction. All to benefit over 25 local charities, schools, and scholarships. Wine and Roses. Saturday, March the 2nd at Our Lady of the Lake Catholic Church, Hendersonville. HendersonvilleRotary.org. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Live under the lights. The city of performers. Putting on one heck of a show. Headlining night after night. Welcome to Smashville. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back to the Lee Company Studios for the Monday Mirror edition of Main Street Sports Today, presented by Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance. That's Chris Yao. I'm Maurice Patton. Joining us now is the founder of Sports Mom U, James Etta Cleveland. Ms. Cleveland, good afternoon. Oh, we can't hear you. 
Good afternoon. How's there it going? There we go. How's it's it's better now that you're not on mute. <laughs> Technology sometimes. Uh, it's beautiful when it works, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we appreciate you taking some time with us this afternoon. You know, you you um had posted something specifically on Twitter. I'm sorry, on Facebook last night, right before I reached out and asked you if you would be available to come on with us today. Obviously, there's a lot going on in the world of college athletics and NIL and transfer portal and everything like that. And in your position, again, as founder of Sports Mom, you, you are right on top of all of that stuff, trying to keep athletes and their parents informed on the ever-evolving world thereof. And I'm trying to find that specific post that prompted me to reach out to you. And you have got so much on your Facebook that I can't <laughs> find it. No, no, but uh, I think it's the one about sanctions. There's a new, there's a class, a workshop I'm going to be doing. But it may have been the one um, where I'm taught, where I was telling parents about the NIL related um, sanctions that the NCAA is starting. It to. is, it is. Um, Miami's women's basketball program recently received one year prob uh, probation. Florida State's received two years worth of sanctions. Obviously, Tennessee's and Virginia's attorneys generals are taken on the NCAA in court. And so, again, on March 10th, James Etta and Sports Mom U will be hosting a virtual workshop for high school and college families to help you understand how to protect your child and avoid NIL-related violations during the recruiting process. Quote, we've worked too hard to let bad advice ruin our children's futures. So um, if you are within the sound of our voice and you fall in that category of a high school or college athletic family, just needing a little guidance or just needing to make sure you're on top of things, check this out. Um, find James Etta on X at sports underscore mom underscore you. Um, uh, she's a world of information. And James Etta, what, what is your biggest concern right now? A couple of things and they're equal. One is parents, athletes, coaches, um, even people who testify before Congress, they really don't understand what name, image, and likeness truly is. Um, they have actually just uh, gone for what I call legalized inducements, but they really don't understand what name, image, and likeness really is. And as a result, um, most athletes are just simply looking for a deal. They're not understanding the true value or what they really should be doing. And because they don't understand, uh, the other thing which is of equal concern is they don't seem to understand. And when I say they, it's coaches, even um, the chancellor of UT, her response to the NCAA, that name, image, and likeness activities don't happen in a vacuum. They happen in a legal and statutory hierarchy. And you need to, families, coaches, school administrators, athletes in particular, need to understand the legal and the statutory 
hierarchy that their activity is taking place in. Because a lot of them fail to understand and because they fail to understand, they're making some very avoidable mistakes. Avoidable mistakes being the key phrase. Well, you know, I think I think one of the problems that we have in this in this is exactly what you said in that the the kids don't understand what NIL is supposed to be, and they start talking to these coaches who have no shame in their game, and or whatever, and the coaches are a lot. They just go along with it because they think that's what the kid wants instead of instead of you know educating the the kid on how that works they just say yeah we 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 got you and that's how florida situations end up happening you are very generous in saying that the coaches understand because they don't and here and here is a very good example of how cumulatively they don't understand um anytime somebody says nil has been around for a long time it's just legal now I real that's a really quick way to know they don't understand they, don't know the, they know inducements but look at what's happening with EA sports uh -huh. the thought process that athletes should get no money or they should have been grateful for $500 or even athletes saying I just want to be in the game for free the, that that's like across the board a fundamental lack of understanding of what really got us here and what you can't, you know, what you can't do. So it's really interesting to see that. Um, and what I find is that uh, very few coaches are actually pushing back and saying, hey, if you ask me for $1,000 or $5,000, that's an inducement. We can't have a conversation because by continuing the conversation, I'm in trouble and you're in trouble. I, I haven't seen that happen. I've seen a lot of people entertaining conversations. I want to go to a video, and I don't know if you've seen it from Deion Sanders, who was in a, looked like a classroom setting where he was talking about, you know, NIL and what it was supposed to be. And he said, you know, how, how many kids have you seen in commercials? And And I understand that he lives in a different world than literally every other person on the planet in college sports. But to his point there, he's, he's right. You know, and, and, and ironically, Dion may be one of the only people who understands NIL. <laughs> but he's still not in, in application. Like the first question he's teaching a class, mind you, but the Is first, that, question, okay. He has like a, at Colorado this semester, he's actually professor Sanders. He's teaching a, a class. Dr. Um, Dion, okay. It's, Dear. it's really interesting because in our world, in my world, name, image, and likeness has three applications. There are the businesses that are based on athletes, like your EA Sports, like uh -huh. your TV rights. Uh -huh. There are the businesses that athletes can start because now they can freely start businesses, whereas before they could not. And there's what everyone talks about, the business partnerships. It's really interesting that Deion Sanders has led with entrepreneurship. He owns an entertainment company. He's not uh -huh. taking pictures for, for, for just to be likes. That's money attached to it. But what I don't see is by and large, the conversation didn't start with entrepreneurship. It started with, well, how can you be the face of a brand? Uh -huh. And truly, if you start with entrepreneurship, it allows athletes to understand how do you get to be the face of a brand. 
what do you bring to the table? Because it has to be more than social media followers and your name being called on Saturdays. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. I just, NIL is, and, and breaking it down into those three categories is really important for, for even me because, you know, I, I don't necessarily think about them starting a business and, and being able to utilize their name, image, and likeness to, to create that business and that brand. But the easiest way to become the face of a brand is to just start the brand, start isn't the, it? Yeah, make, make it your brand. <laughs> start the brand. Yeah. We're all brands by default. If you are, That's right. If you're a college student or a high school student where name, image, and likeness is available, you don't have to do anything. You're an independent contractor. Realtors are, you know, just like a realtor or an independent insurance agent, like you are a business right now. You don't have to be an LLC. And this is the thing that makes me so frustrated about the current um, landscape. Very little is talked about entrepreneurship. Um, even the fact that, hey, right now you can actually go pursue something even simple like training. Everybody wants to be you because you made it to college. Why don't you just do something simple? Start talking about how you got to where you are. You can use Zoom. It's free. Uh, charge people $25 a month. If, like you want to learn the world of recruiting? I got you. I'm living it. So very, very, very little things that everyone can do at every level, and you don't have to be a big name to do it. Um, the thing that irks me the most is the lack of actionable, practical education that's given to athletes. James out of Cleveland of Sports Mom You joining us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by the Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance of Columbia. Um, James Etta, the Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association approved NIL about 14 months ago, I guess. What are you seeing with high school NIL here in Tennessee? Are you seeing that? Are you hearing those conversations? What's, what's taking place with that? Honestly, I'm, with the exception of a couple of schools, I'm seeing the same conversations at high school that I'm seeing in college. You have to be a big name. Um, I'm, I'm seeing inducements because, hey, I want to entice certain athletes to transfer. Um, and part of it is because very few coaches come to the table and say, I want to learn. The majority of coaches at, at all levels are saying, well, this has already been around. They understand inducements. They understand pay for play. So, of course, because that's what they, quote, unquote, understand, and they haven't taken a real posture of, let me really learn. Let me go see how did we get here? What was the abandoned decision about? People talk about Austin. Does it really impact NIL? Is it about NIL? Because there's not a posture of learning. Um, high school coaches, they're really just replicating what they see in college. And it's really interesting because a lot of them say they take their cues from their friends who are in the college world and they're just replicating the same thing. And that's what I'm seeing. How are you being able to dissuade high school athletes and their families from falling victim to that? Are you having those conversations with that faction? I have created an online community um, I have, I co-founded something called the Sports Family Network, 
which is an online community for the entire sports family. And then I run a mom's only group um, that's called the Sports Mom University Community Group. So we are constantly having the conversation about the hierarchy. Okay, if you're going to do an activity, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking to them about. If you're gonna do an activity, ask yourself, is there a federal law that impacts my activity? Is there a state law that impacts my activity? Is there an NCAA bylaw that impacts my activity? Or is there a high school association rule or bylaw that impacts my activity? And so we have education. I've, I'm constantly teaching classes at least, it used to be four times a month, but now it's twice a month where we talk about what NIL really is and we talk about hot topics. So in my community, um, we're, we're having those conversations and they're calling me to ask, I'm considering doing action A. And I just walk them through, hey, here's our hierarchy. Let's go look, is this applicable? And sometimes it's applicable and, they, and it hurts because it's a nice chunk of change, but it's not the right thing to do. But sometimes it is the right thing to do. Um, and so we have people in the community um, I, th I think probably the youngest person in the community I manage who has a name, image, and likeness deal is 10. Um, she's in the Midwest. So, But we are consistently talking about the hierarchy. What do you want to do? Is there a rule against it? And if there is, how can you tweak your activity so that you fall within the published guidelines? It's a lot more than people realize, isn't it? A lot. Um, James Etta Cleveland of Sports Mom U joining us here on Main Street Sports Today presented by Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance. James Etta, tell people how they can find you and again inform them about your upcoming workshop that anybody that falls in that space needs to avail themselves of. Um, you can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter or X at um, sports underscore mom underscore you. I'm also on threads and Instagram, the exact same title, sports underscore mom underscore you. You can also find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook business page. It's called Sports Bomb University. And of course, um, as I said before, I run a couple of Facebook groups for sports families where we have conversations like this almost every day. So if you look for the Sports Family Network, you'll be able to find me online. And the class is Sunday, March the 10th. It's called Protecting Your, your, your Athlete, Protecting Your Child. And it's open to every high school and college family that is considering um, playing um, their sport at the next level or transferring to a new school. We want to make sure that they understand the rules so they can preserve their eligibility. It's a great thing you're doing. Uh, uh, you're, you've literally done it from the ground up. I know the background and what prompted you to get into this space and really admire what you're doing and wish more people would take advantage of the opportunities to learn from you on a lot of this stuff. James out of Cleveland, appreciate your time and we'll be in touch. Oh, can I do a shameless plug? Please, Always. please. 
So this Thursday, 6 p.m. Central, I am the director of a nonprofit called the Sports Philanthropy Network, and we are hosting our Black History Month um, celebration. It's called the Black Athlete Experience, and we're celebrating the stories of Black athletes who have attended predominantly white institutions and HBCUs. So it's free, it's online, and it's open to the public. I'll make sure you get the, the sign-in link. would love to have anybody come and join the conversation. Awesome. Thank you, ma'am. Great you talking have- to you as always. Yes. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Hey, well, when we come back here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by TOA, it's Monstars. Chris and I will give you our top performers from the weekend. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Your favorite wine tasting experience is back. The Hendersonville Rotary Club's Wine and Roses Fundraising Gala. Everything you loved and more. Saturday, March the 2nd. Prepare your taste buds for elegant wines, smooth whiskeys, craft beers, and exceptional food. Browse through the silent auction. All to benefit over 25 local charities, schools, and scholarships. Wine and Roses. Saturday, March the 2nd at Our Lady of the Lake Catholic Church, Hendersonville. HendersonvilleRotary.org. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. 
You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back to the Monday Mirror edition of Main Street Sports Today, presented by Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance. I'm Maurice Patton. That's Chris Yao. And it's time for... Monstars. Monstars. Yeah, yeah. Um, as we give you our top performers from the past weekend. Can I cheat, please? How so? So, I didn't see this until... Literally yesterday at 9.43 a.m. But? But I have a Monstar that we absolutely have to recognize, but it's from last Saturday, so a week prior. But if we don't do this, then we have zero credibility in our lives. Well, as, as Ken Jong would say, I'll allow it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Taylor Chirik of Montana State, 45 points, 11 assists, 13 rebounds, and 14 steals. I don't know if you know what that is. That's a quadruple. That is a quadruple double. double. With 45 points, only like she scored 10. 45 points. And a quadruple double. And a quadruple double from Taylor Chirik of Montana State. I don't even care if they played air. That's tough. That's impressive. Yeah. Well, she wouldn't have gotten that many steals if she <laughs> Right. So, yeah. I had to give her some love. So, anyway. She deserves it. I, I, I couldn't. I was like, holy cow. When I saw the graphic, I thought, oh, this is the easy monster. And then I realized it was the Saturday before, and I was like, I got to bring it up at least. We'll allow it. So. We'll allow it. Um, my first monster did not have a quadruple double, but he did have a triple double with an injured finger. Jeremy Jackson, 30 points, 15 boards, 11 assists in Columbia Academy's 90-86 to 86 double overtime win in the D2A Middle Region consolation win over Good Pasture on Saturday, coming off that tough loss to Webb over at Middle Tennessee Christian in the semifinals. Um, junior, point guard, wing, small forward, whatever you want him to be. And if you've not seen this kid play, you're cheating yourself. Mm -hmm. so. He's a player for sure. All right, I'm gonna go to Monmouth. <laughs> and I'm going to absolutely butcher this dude's name. Well, at least you at least you admit it on the front end. Out of Kiev, Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, that kind of sets tone for it. <laughs> Nikita okay. Konstantinovsky. Konstantinovsky is what I'm going with here. I think you should hold on to that and ask Chip about it tomorrow when we have him on. <laughs> He'll have he, a much he's got a little idea. bit more experience with that kind of thing than we do. Yeah, but yeah it's close enough. So Nikita, Nikita averages nine, Nikki. 
<laughs> averages 9.4 and 7.6 points and rebounds a game. Well, in their 84-61 win over Stony Brook, he had 20 points and 20, 22 points and 20 boards. So, giving him the old 2020. The 2020, not just is, the double double, but right. the 2020. And so you'll take that. So I'm going to give uh, Nikita. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Konstantinovsky. I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, hey, the, you, you uh, got it on first reference. You can go Nikita from here on. Yeah, we're going to go for Nikita from here on. So he's he is Monstar number two. I guess. Monmouth. Yeah, Monmouth Monstar. Formerly coached by uh, North Carolina point guard and ex-Vanderbilt assistant King Rice. Hmm. Yeah. How about that? How about that? Um, you knew... This was going to be one of my monsters. I did. MTSU's Justin Porter in the Blue Raiders 96-90 double overtime victory. I'm liking these double overtimes too. 96-90 um, double overtime win Saturday against visiting UTEP. Had a scoring performance that tied for the third most points in MTSU men's basketball history with 41, including eight for eight from behind the arc, 11 of 12 at the line, 41 points. Was it, okay, I, I saw something where it was the most three-pointers made without a miss in Conference USA uh, history? I'm not sure if it was history. Um, Definitely this year. I think it might have been this year. I don't know that it was history. Um, come on. Um, he set a Conference USA record for most three-pointers in a game without missing. So that tells me history. How about that? Ever. How about that? That's a heck of a, that, that, I mean, that's a heck of a job there to be third all-time in points scored in MTSU history. Do we know who has the most? We do now. Oh, we did not an hour ago. Um, great news. Yeah, great success. Um, so Justin Porter's 41 points ties Milton Dean, who had 41 points in January of 94 against Southeast Missouri State. Uh, the only two Blue Raiders who have scored more points than Justin Porter are Bob Burden, who had 43 against Lipscomb in December of 1959, and Mike Milholland, who had 44 against Austin P in January of 65. So it's kind of hard to believe Middles only had four guys that have ever gone for 40-plus in a game, but um, Justin Porter is one of those four. That is definitely a surprise. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, when you think about some of the guys and some of the scorers that have come through that program, it's really hard to believe. But congratulations to Justin Porter, who is, by the way, Conference USA's Player of the Week this I'm week. I'm surprised. Shocked. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go to, I guess, women's basketball. Go to women's basketball. Go ahead. Um, you know, a lot of times, 
players on teams that aren't great will fold against teams like South Carolina or whatever. <clears throat> Not the case for Javen Nicholson, the senior from Lawrenceville, Georgia, who, again, I don't know if South Carolina's just bored <laughs> and, and, and they're just, because again, they were down by seven at halftime to Georgia. They were down seven. Come back and win by scoring, outscoring 22 to nine in the third and 20 to 12 in the fourth. But Javen Nicholson had 27 and 12 for the Lady Dogs. There you go. So I want to give her some props just for stepping up against, obviously, the undisputed best team in the country. Undisputed number mm -hmm. one. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to go to the ice because Thursday, as we spoke with Ann Kimmel, we delved into whether or not UC Soros should be traded. UC must have heard us. Because in the Predators' 5-2 win at St. Louis on Saturday, 35 saves. 35 and gave up two? Mm -hmm. We'll take it. Take that every night. Absolutely. So, um, And I don't know if you, speaking of, uh, I, I guess... And Kimmel had a she had a story this weekend about the situation the Preds find themselves in with their goaltenders. So, mm -hmm. uh, certainly worth reading. We we had the conversation about was that before or after? <laughs> after after UC's so, performance. Oh, I don't know about before or after, but mm -hmm. just basically, you know, the the three options they have, mm -hmm. and uh, talking about how well it worked the first time with UC and Pekka. So. All right, all right, okay. When we come back here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by the Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance, we will be joined by Heavy.com's heavy John Parado talking a little baseball. So stay with us. We'll be back here at the Lee Company Studios right after this. We thrive under the lights. A city of performers putting on one heck of a show. Headlining night after night. Welcome to Smashville. Since 1975, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint Clinic. I'm Maurice Patton, and on Main Street Sports Today, we bring you the voices of your favorite teams from preps to pros. Um, otherwise known as the VOT, Mike Keith. The, the bottom line is, we can teach Will Levis woke. 
I just don't know who's going to work with you on your base stealing now that he was. <laughs> well, that has nowhere to go but up. And I was just like, oh, guys, not again. Can we just bury that, burn that footage, and not bring it back? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep it going past the All-Star break. And uh, looking forward to seeing how the rest of the season plays out. There's always a good story to tell. Can you guess where I am today, Mo? Where, where am I? It's, it's Reece not Smith Reece Smith Field, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So anytime you play Chicago, you want to win. That's you, just You got that right. And when you're walking the dog, you keep the bags that you need for the dog in the bag and you don't even have to wear it. You can just hold it, which is what I do when I walk the dog. So I think I think the fanny pack probably needed a little rebranding. <laughs> it did. So, it really did. Um, it, it, on your show logo, we've got to get a puck in there. There's a basketball, there's a oh. there's a baseball. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not a puck. How about Mo brandishes a hockey stick? Tune in daily at 2 p.m. on Main Street Media TV. The second hour of the Monday Mirror edition of Main Street Sports Today presented by Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance. That's Chris Yao. I'm Maurice Patton. And really pleased to be joined now by Heavy.com's John Parado talking a little baseball. John, where are you? I am in the hotel room in beautiful Bradenton, Florida, wrapping up my uh, trip to uh, spring training, uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates camp, among others, and getting ready to head back to the cold north tomorrow in Pittsburgh, and then hopefully coming back uh, later in March uh, for a little more warm weather and a little end of spring training. Man. Um spring training i am i'm a little jealous okay i'm a lot jealous but um yeah man i love it um one of the reasons we wanted to reach out to you john was because we saw a list of guys who are not in spring training right now and don't know when they will be or who they'll be with um a lot of free agents. I mean, I don't know if it's a inordinate amount of free agents for this point in spring training, or maybe the 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 caliber of guys. I mean, Cody Bellinger is still unsigned. Jordan Montgomery is still unsigned. Blake Snell, Matt Chapman, Adam Duvall, Mike Clevenger, J.D. Martinez, Tommy Pham. The list goes on. The list goes on. There's one guy of local interest. Tony Kemp is still not signed. I mean, is is there anything going on that explains the number and quality of guys that are yet to sign? I think with the big name guys, almost everyone you mentioned, you look at chat. Uh, you look at Cody Bellinger, you look at Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, uh, J.D. Martinez. There's, there's a common uh, denominator. They're all Scott Boris clients, and Scott Boris holds his guys out till he gets the price that he wants. It's very reminiscent of uh, five years ago in 2019. He did the same thing with Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. If you recall, neither one of those players signed until after after spring training had started, and 
also did that with Terry Cosmer and back in 2018 and got the big contract from the Padres. So he's proven in the past, Scott Boris, that the waiting game pays off for his clients. Whether it does this time or not, I don't know. I, I just know if I were a player and spring training has been underway for about a week now, I would be a little antsy wondering where I'm going to be and what team I'd be playing for this season. I guess Boris's track record gives him the leeway to tell his guys it's going to be okay. But like you said, John, if you're the player, you're like, dude, I mean, this is a, this is a multi-million game of chicken that we're playing right here, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, there's four or five premier free agents still sitting out there, like guys, at least three or four who will command the nine-figure contracts. And you just wonder what teams have the money left to spend on these guys after spending on others. And I have the feeling, and I don't know who it's going to be, but I have a feeling one of these big-name free agents is going to be left holding the bag and signing like a one-year contract and going back out into free agency next year. And my biggest guess would be Blake Snell because he has a very, very high price tag, nine years and $270 million. And I can't imagine any team paying that to a pitcher who is yet to ever pitch in the eighth inning of a big league game. Wow. That's NL Cy Young Award winner Blake Snell, by highest, the way, right? Highest walks per nine in the league. I'd be very careful with Blake Snell. I know he's won two Cy Youngs, one in each league. But if you're going to sign somebody for nine years, you want somebody durable. And, I mean, this is a guy who pitches 165, 170 innings a year. And I realize there aren't too many 200-inning pitchers anymore. That That's becoming more and more a thing of the past. But I certainly would want somebody who, who occasionally could get me into the eighth or ninth inning. I'm not saying every start, but at least now and again. It's, um, like I said, it's just a really dangerous game to me. And, you know, John, is, is it a case of Boris fatigue to some degree? I think it is. And, and I, I think if, if you look at his clients, they're still out there. There's question marks around all of them. You know, not only Snell, but you look at Jordan Montgomery, who had a really good year last year with the Cardinals and the Rangers. But he's never been a great pitcher. Now, all of a sudden, he wants great pitcher money. Matt Chapman, the same way, had a great April in Toronto and fell off the cliff for the final five months of the season. And I know he's a great defensive third baseman, but if you're going to pay a guy 100 to $150 million, you want more than a 240 batting average and 15 home runs. And I think in Cody Bellinger's case, yeah, he had a, a good year with the Cubs last year. He was the comeback player of the year. But that doesn't erase the fact that the previous two years with the Dodgers, he was, God, I mean, god-awful. I mean, let's be honest. He did under 200 both years. Didn't show nearly the power he used to show after having the shoulder surgery. And you pay the guy for the one good year and forget about the two bad years. And I think if you're asking for $200 million, you need to have more than one good year out of three before I'm, I'm going to commit $200 million. Well, you know, to that Boris fatigue comment, 
But also you look at teams like the Dodgers and the Braves who have largely avoided, if not completely, Scott Boris clients and their success over the last five years. It's it kind of makes you go, why are we even dealing with this guy? Yeah. So there you go. Well, there certainly are some teams, Chris, that, that don't want to deal with him. And he's a unique guy. He's different than all the other agents. And, and that's why he's the most powerful. He doesn't uh, he doesn't believe in, in I guess, uh, the word I'm looking for is uh, compromise is the word I'm looking for. He's not much of a compromise guy. It's pretty much... This is what I want, and this is what you're going to give me. And it's never, well, let's split the difference, or I'll come down on my price a little if you come up on your price a little. And, uh, you know, some teams he does have a very good relationship with, and other teams, like you said, just won't deal with him. But he, uh, love him or hate him, uh, and, and I kind of do both. I admire the fact that he gets the kind of money he gets for his clients. And I hate him for the fact that he holds up the entire offseason like he has this year in the spring training. But the guy is very good at what he does. And I will say this, his agents or his clients, I should say, almost always have complete faith in him and do whatever he tells them. And it's pretty clear he's told all of these guys, just wait and I'll get you the money. Just keep hanging in there. Yeah. Um, John Parado at heavy.com joining us here on Main Street Sports today presented by TOA. Um, John, as I mentioned, a guy with local ties, local native and a, and a guy that a lot of us are concerned about right now, Tony Kemp, former Oakland Athletics utility guy, um, testing free agency for the first time. And I know that he had been connected with your pirates. Um, what, what do you know about his situation to this point? He's still sitting on the market and I'm a little surprised. And I know he had some rough times in Oakland last year, but I mean, he's a guy who's been in the big leagues uh, quite a number of years now. He has a track record and, and I think certainly he has proven over his career that he has value as a utility player that can play a lot of different positions. He can hit, he can steal some bases. And, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, in today's game, guys like that who are kind of in the middle that aren't stars but aren't rookies either and make at least a decent amount of money kind of get squeezed out anymore in this game. Uh, teams would rather go with the young guys making the minimum salary. And, uh, you know, I hope Tony Kemp, I, I don't know him real, real well, but I've talked to him a couple times over the years and just seems like a wonderfully fabulous guy. I just really enjoyed a couple times I've, I've dealt with him over the years. I hope he's not one of those guys who gets squeezed out. And uh, because I do think he has value and uh, certainly uh, he could he could help teams. There are teams out there that could use a Tony Kemp. John, I know you're based over here on the eastern side of the United States. And so this may or may not be a fair question for you, but wanted to get your thoughts on the athletics and their issues regarding a, a, a home site following this season. What, from what you've heard, from what you know, that kind of thing. What, what are your thoughts about what, what happens for them between Oakland and Las Vegas, or if that's even the case that they are between Oakland and Las Vegas? Well, 
I hate to see any franchise ever move. I, I, I hate to see any any city lose their team. And uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm from Pittsburgh, and we almost lost the team in '85, and and then again in '95. So it's uh, it's a tough situation. I, I understand the A's want a new ballpark, and they are one of the few teams that that ask for a new ballpark who do need a new ballpark. Uh, the Coliseum is a dump, and you know, it's just antiquated and it's just not very nice and it's not modern and it's not convenient for fans to get to. But at the same token, I I think that they really could have compromised more with the city of Oakland and, and the kind of stadium they were looking for was a little far-fetched for a city like Oakland. It's in the depressed state to pay the kind of money that Oakland wanted to or I should say the A's wanted Oakland to pay. And I, I, I feel I feel bad for the fans of Oakland. And, you know, they and people say, well, they don't go to the games anymore. Well, the A's have put two horrendous teams on the field in back-to-back years, so it's hard to justify paying major league uh, ticket prices to go see a team like that. It looks like they're going to bridge the gap between here and they're hoping this open the stadium in Vegas in 2028. But there's a whole lot of issues with that as well that would take forever to get into. And it's not a sure thing that that stadium is going to get be built in Las Vegas, despite the tax money being earmarked for it. But they need somewhere to play. Oakland doesn't want them playing in that ballpark for three years as a lame duck. And I certainly don't blame the city at all for that. I mean, you know, they've been jilted by by the A's, and they're going to say, but okay, you can stay here three more years. Hmm. It looks like Sacramento is where they're going to end up and playing a triple A ballpark of uh, the Giants affiliate Sacramento. Uh, that seems to be the most likely case with the backup case being playing in Salt Lake City with the uh, intent for Salt Lake City to eventually get an expansion team the next time Major League Baseball expands, and this will be a chance for the city for a three-year period to show that it can support a big league team. Now, is the Sacramento move more TV revenue gener- uh, generative because, I mean, they the, the A's clearly have a AAA ballpark in Las Vegas. They could play in it. They're going to play in a AAA ballpark, but this allows the NBC affiliate to keep the or to continue paying them broadcasting rights, correct? Yeah, that's that. Yes, that's exactly right, Chris. Okay. And that's that's the biggest uh, thing driving this uh, Oakland going to play in Sacramento is they wouldn't get all of their contract they currently have with NBC Sports Bay Area, but staying in that market in that region, they would still get a large uh, a large majority of that money if they go to Salt Lake City. If they decide to play in the AAA stadium in Las Vegas, which really doesn't seem and surprises me a little bit, it doesn't seem to be an option for them to go to Vegas early. And I, I've never really heard or read why that is exactly, but I, but certainly if they go to Sacramento, they will get more TV money. If they would go to Salt Lake City, they would have to negotiate a whole new contract for those three years between Oakland and Las Vegas. This is going to continue to be interesting, basically, until they land somewhere, isn't it? It really is. And I mean, okay, if they go to Sacramento, 
all right, maybe at first initially people in Sacramento think, oh, this is cool. We have a big league team in Sacramento. But are you going to get attached to the team? Are you going to become a big A's fan knowing they're only going to be here three years and they're moving to Vegas? I mean, I, I just I just wonder what their attendance will be like because I don't think they're going to have that hardcore group of fans that to buy season tickets or go to 30 or 40 games a year. I think it would be a novelty and people will go for a night out. But you're not going to build a fan base in a place where you're not going to be. And I mean, so I, I just uh, it's a mess. It really is. And uh, it's going to be very interesting what happens these next three years as far as trying to attract any players to come there as free agents, not that they sign big names anyway. And I mean, it's, it's just going to be hard. You're playing minor league stadium for your home games for three years you think you're going to vegas in 28 you don't know for sure because there's some potential hang-ups there and uh, it's uh it's kind of hard to believe that they have gotten in this situation a major league baseball team that's uh, going to be this nomadic potentially for the next three years and it's kind of crazy when you talk about the sacramento situation in particular john i've i've seen two teams share a ballpark, but it was a double A team and a triple A team, and it was nearly 30 years ago. But Sacramento has a team, the Sacramento Rivercats. They are the triple A yep. affiliate of the Giants. So the logistics how, how of that. How do you get them to move? I mean, you, you own the, the Vegas team. You don't own Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's just the logistics of that. And and you're you're going to have ball games every day on that surface. It would feel like you know people ask uh, on the I guess it was Thursday night. Uh, Major League Baseball had its Great Fruit League uh, media night, uh, which all the general managers and managers in the fifteen teams that uh, train in Florida all uh, gathered in Tampa for media availability. And Rob Manford was there, the commissioner, to uh, address have a press conference and he was asked these things and he really had no answers he just basically said these I'm things to all work themselves out so god bless him if he thinks i, I don't think it's that simple I, I think there's a a lot of lot of lot of interesting aspects to this entire athletic situation and and i i really have no idea exactly how it's going to play out i don't think it's going to be as simple we're going to play in Sacramento for three years, and then we're moving into the stadium in Vegas in 28. That may eventually how it all unfolds, but I don't think it's going to be seamless by any means. Wasn't the biggest news to come out of that Thursday event that Rob Manfred will not seek another term? Yes. Uh, there's been talk, and I guess he had told the owners that, and it never got out publicly. So I, I guess it wasn't, it wasn't a total shock. But it is somewhat of a surprise because he makes around 16, 17 million a year. And I, I, you know, I think it's hard to ever walk away. Not that I've ever walked away from a job where I made 16 million, but I think if I had a job where I made 16 million, it'd be hard to ever walk away from it. But he uh, says he'll be 70 after the 2029 season and he'll be ready to go. And, uh, you know, to be quite honest, I think it should happen sooner for the bit of baseball because. I really don't know other than I like the rules he instituted last year, but I, I get the distinct feeling that Rob, Rob Manford, one, isn't 
always in tune with what's going on in his own sport. And secondly, I'm not so sure he likes baseball that much. I was going to ask you if there was any way we could speed up his departure. Well, I'm Italian and I know people, but <laughs> I don't think we can do that. <laughs> Short of that, at least. Okay. John Parado of Heavy.com joining us here on Main Street Sports today. And before What's the time he, stamp on that? In, yeah, before, we may need to keep that for evidence. For, yeah, in case, if anything, if, if Rob Manfred comes to an untimely demise, <laughs> yeah. Um, John, we're going to get you off of here before you implicate yourself any further. <laughs> Man, I've covered the Pirates for 37 years. So I've already done my prison time. <laughs> Tom, he gets off with time served on that one. There you go. There you go. Case dismissed. John, we appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. All righty. Uh, when we come back here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by... Can we talk running backs, coaches? We can talk running backs, coaches. Do you want to do it in the next segment or That's the fine. following segment, which is where I've got it on the runner show? You've got it or them. You have it. There's a them. Oh. So we can talk about it whenever you want to, but there's two. There's multiple That's running right. backs, coaches to talk about. There are. I know, and that, that's the dumbest thing in the history of America, but there's no offseason. There you go. Uh, we're going to talk about running backs coaches at some point <laughs> and other coaches here when we come back here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by TOA. Stay with us. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. 
Your favorite wine tasting experience is back. The Hendersonville Rotary Club's Wine and Roses Fundraising Gala. Everything you loved and more. Saturday, March the 2nd. Prepare your taste buds for elegant wines, smooth whiskeys, craft beers, and exceptional food. Browse through the silent auction. All to benefit over 25 local charities, schools, and scholarships. Wine and Roses. Saturday, March the 2nd at Our Lady of the Lake Catholic Church, Hendersonville. HendersonvilleRotary.org. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Live under the lights. The city of performers. Putting on one heck of a show. Headlining night after night. Welcome to Smashville. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. The Monday Mirror continues here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I'm Maurice Patton, along with, uh, and there it was. Yeah. Mess up number one. That's okay. There it was. It's not going to be the last time. We got deeper into the show than I would have anticipated, though. (laughs) He did. Main Street Sports Today, presented by Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance. Now, is it specifically Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance of Columbia, or is it just TOA? Who are we presented by? Columbia. TOA Columbia. Our local TOA. Now, there are plenty of TOAs across the mid-state, and we absolutely endorse them as well, but our friends. It is our, it is TOA of Columbia That's that right. is bringing you Main Street Sports today. Zach Farr and the, and, and the gang. Okay, all right. I will try to remember to make that distinction going forward. TOA Columbia, specifically. All right, now that we've got the bills paid, as they say. A funny thing happened to Purdue on the way to the (laughs) number one spot. Man, Um, I just, this, this just, it's almost not surprising mm-hmm. the way that we've seen interim coaches perform in particularly college basketball over the last couple of years. But Looking at you, just, Rodney Terry. It is just insane how immediate this stuff happens. I don't know if the kids are reacting to a breath of fresh air or what it is, but as we mentioned... Last week, what, Thursday, I guess? No, you were here. Weren't you here when we talked about um, the Ohio State basketball coaching change? Yes, it was Wednesday. Ohio State has a new basketball coach. 
and said coach led the Buckeyes to a shocking victory over second-ranked Purdue yesterday. Shocking in that Ohio State was like, what, 4-10 and 10 in Big Ten play going into that ball game? So. Yeah, they were they were bad. <laughs> and clearly, I mean, they fired their coach. I, I mean, I don't I don't know what this what this game means for Ohio State. It certainly doesn't help Purdue. It it means that UConn is now the first unanimous number one in the AP poll for the first time this year. But yeah, I mean, it, it, Ohio State has just kind of been a spoiler this year and it doesn't get any better than spoiling Purdue I mean how about that I mean it was at Columbus so and it was a conference game but still again Ohio State improves to 15 and 11 and 5 and 10 with the win under interim coach Jake Diebler following um, like you said Wednesday's dismissal of Chris Holtman Purdue was an eight and a half point favorite. Only eight and a half? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Ohio State fans stormed the court. So I Better guess be careful be, doing that. I, I guess there will be a fine forthcoming from the conference offices for that. But um Yeah. yeah. The last time they stormed the court, there was an assault. At Ohio State? Yeah. Oh well. The Caitlin Clark incident. Because they beat, Ohio State's women beat Iowa, and that's when she collided with that fan. Oh. <clears throat> so, yeah. <laughs> Be careful at Ohio State storming the court, so I'm saying. Purdue coach Matt Painter was impressed with how the Buckeyes performed after enduring an emotional week that saw the sacking of their much-loved coach. Much-loved. Um, interesting. That's interesting. I mean... When, when you're lauding the winning team in that situation after you've been victimized. Hey, look, I, I you know, I'm just, I, I just continue to be shocked at how, you know, how these teams and why these teams are able to be, if you, if you are capable of this under an interim coach, it almost makes me think, because there's no way that a new system has been put in. No. It almost makes me think that you just weren't trying. And I, I mean, I hate to say that, but nothing has changed. You're still running the same offense. You're still running the same defenses. You might have a little bit of different substitution patterns. But you're playing the number two team in the country. I mean, it's, it's almost inexplicable, like you said. And you were 4-10 and ten going into this in Big Ten play, and you know, your only wins were against teams that are, well, worse than you, Maryland, et cetera, <sighs> Penn State, what, uh, Rutgers. I mean... It just feels like, and maybe that's why you have to fire the coach. Maybe he doesn't inspire them to play. And, and if that's the case, I think that is, a, that is a great reason to fire a coach. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, if, if the kids are not responding to you, then I don't know what more, you know, as, as an administrator you can do. No, I think, I think they did the right thing and it clearly it worked. So yeah. congratulations, Ohio State. Absolutely. Um, Naismith Hall of Fame coach, Lefty Drizell. Not to be confused with country music legend Lefty Frizzell. No, no, don't make, don't. Completely don't, different. Don't make things. that mistake. Don't, don't make that mistake. <laughs> Lefty Drizell, Charles Drizell, again, is in the Naismith Hall of Fame and was the first coach to win more than 100 games at four different schools. Um, Marilyn Davidson, James Madison, and Georgia State. That's a heck of a foursome right there. Um, died Saturday at the age of 92. He is, um, he was an eight, 2018 inductee into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. He is 17th all time with 786 career victories. And um, was named coach of the year in the conference that each of those four schools played in while he was at the helm of those programs, 41 years. Um, hired in Maryland, hired at Maryland in 69 and vowed to make it the UCLA of the East, which in 1969, that wasn't, that was nothing to be sneezed at. And no. didn't quite get there, but certainly made them a force to be reckoned with during his career um, before he was kind of Drummed out, unfortunately, after the, the death of Lynn Bias back in the mid-80s. Um, again, fantastic coaching career, almost 800 career victories. That's solid. He is also credited with the creation of Midnight Madness. Oh, wow. That is, that is something that has certainly stood the test of time. I like it. Yeah. I think it's a little silly, but I love that, you know, people want. I think it's a little silly now, maybe. I think then anything to kind of get your program a little extra attention yeah. and that kind of thing. And when it, you're it, doing something that nobody else is doing, that would. It makes sense for certain programs. For Kentucky, it makes sense. You know, it doesn't make sense for others. But th there are some programs that, yeah, Midnight Man is like, this is what this is what our fans are waiting on all year long, mm -hmm. is the start of college basketball season. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so for some programs, it makes sense. For others, not so much. But I love that, yeah, exactly like you said, it, 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 it was a, a, a unique thing. And that is, it's cool that, that you know, he is he has been lauded for the creation of the Absolutely. Um, Baylor retired Brittany Griner's number yesterday. Yeah. No surprise that uh, Kim Mulkey was not there. Huh? No surprise. No surprise. Um, well, she didn't want him to do it anyway when she was there. I don't, you know, there's no surprise and I'm not even sure that there's any disappointment, <laughs> really. <laughs> 
Yeah. I ain't even mad. Don't care. But there is a level of sadness to me in that the greatest player that you've coached, you can't show some sort of gratitude for what she's meant to your career. You know, I don't under, I, I mean, has Kim Monk ever said why? I, I, Cause I, I didn't go back and read anything about why she didn't walk. I, I mean, is she just adamantly the, against all numbers being retired? No, I think there was a time when it was being discussed retiring her career, I mean, retiring her number, and she had not graduated yet. Supposedly, that was Mulkey's issue. So she needed to graduate in, in order to be honored? Mm -hmm. Well, that seems silly. I mean, she still played. Who cares? Like, that's, that, that's, that is the most, anyway. Okay, mm -hmm. that's the most Kim Mulkey thing ever. <laughs> the most Kim Mulkey thing in a lot of Kim and, Mulkey things. Yeah, and, and I mean, and I'm not necessarily a Kim Mulkey hater, but I mean, I don't really, I think, I think she's a, a fine women's basketball coach. I think she's a very good women's basketball coach. Uh, it shocks me that she's able to, you know, recruit the player she's able to recruit it, sometimes. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand that. <laughs> But, you know, I'm not going to fault a kid for going to play for a national championship winning coach. Just not going to do it. So, I mean, I get it. There are only a handful of teams that are capable of winning national championships, and she happens to be coaching one of them. And, and she has, what, one, what, two? Two now. So At two different schools. Yeah. And, and so, but, but this just seems like a dumb hill to die on. I don't know, man. It just it it, it it just annoys me when coaches, and, and I don't and and I'm thinking Rick Pitino in this situation too after his comments from this weekend and you know just mm. coaches in general who who feel like they're bigger than well and and something that really something that kind of really ran under the radar a few weeks ago was Gino Ariama. Yeah, uh, he did the same thing, and it just doesn't make any sense to me. And these coaches feel like you know. I understand that you've been successful, and, and particularly in women's basketball prior to what, 20, but prior to NIL and transfer portal stuff, right? Mm -hmm. it, was, it was three, four, five teams, and that was it. Mm -hmm. And if you just, and I know that Gino was able to get Sue Bird and created a dynasty at UConn and he's the you know he is big re a big reason why they have a dynasty but you're not bigger than the players you're just not and clearly he has not been as successful post you know this era of of women's college basketball mm -hmm. yeah he's been able to get to a point and then where he's not just getting every single great player 
And at, at one time, that he he won a lot of games. What, what they win a hundred something, hundred and eighty something in a row. It wasn't hundred eighty, but it Whatever was it was, was upwards of a hundred. Yeah, it was bunch. Yeah. And they, I mean, and it was it was strictly because he was able to, if if UConn called, you went. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because there was no other, there was nowhere else to go. As some people say, they weren't recruiting; they were selecting. Right. Yeah. And and so if, when you reach that point in your career and then you act like you're the reason why, well, to a degree, yes. But, you know, if Diana Taurasi isn't Diana Taurasi, Sue Bird isn't Sue Bird, then, you know, come on, man. I don't know. I just I just think that you have to be a little a little more humble. Humble about <laughs> where the success comes from. Yep. And and Rick Patino's comments, man. Jeez. Oh good lord. <clears throat> yeah. We we don't have time to get the into most unenjoyable it. era of my life, I think he said something to that nature. And somewhere Mike Anderson is laughing. <laughs> oh. You know? Yeah. That's what you get, bro. That's what you <sighs> get. Yeah. Um anyway. We're gonna continue with our grab bag here in the final segment of the day on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance of Columbia. I'm Maurice Patton, and on Main Street Sports Today, we bring you the voices of your favorite teams from preps to pros. Um, otherwise known as the Vot. Mike Keith. The, the bottom line is, we can teach Will Levis woke. I just don't know who's going to work with you on your base stealing now that he lies. <laughs> well, that has nowhere to go but up. And I was just like, oh, guys, not again. Can we just bury that, burn that footage, and not bring it back? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, We'll, uh, we'll keep it going past the All-Star break and uh, looking forward to seeing how the rest of the season plays out. There's always a good story to tell. Can you guess where I am today, Mo? Where, where am I? It's, it's Reece not Smith Reece Smith Fear, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Because anytime you play Chicago, you want to win. That's you, just... You got that right. And that's <laughs> a buzz. When you're walking the dog, you keep the bags that you need for the dog in the bag and you don't even have to wear it. You can just hold it, which is what I do when I walk the dog. So I think I think the fanny pack probably needed a little rebranding. <laughs> it did. So, it really um, did. It, <laughs> on your show logo, we've got to get a puck in there. There's a basketball, there's a oh. football, there's a baseball. Maybe mm -hmm. it's not a puck. How about Mo brandishes a hockey stick? Tune in daily at 2 p.m. on Main Street Media TV. The grab bag continues here on the final segment of Main Street Sports Today presented by TOA of Columbia. Um, Before we get into the grab bag, let's update you on the Daytona 500, which just saw its just first ac accident of the day. Oh. Yep, Harrison Burton was hit, uh, spun out, hit someone else, and now there's about six cars just in the infield. And there's a lot of debris on the track, so they are... That happened quick because... Yes. At our last Very. break, they had not started yet, right? Yeah, they were they're on lap nine 
of 200 right now. Yeah, they're and, definitely going to finish under the lights. Yeah, no doubt. And so it's uh, Austin Dillon was involved, but looks like he's okay. So he's 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 out. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how how how, how this plays out. Because if they're already finding each other on the track, it could be bad news bears. Hey, you got to be careful because. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, nah. yeah, without the express oh, written uh, consent, you know. The, well, we're not broadcasting, and or repro, but, but but we are giving an account to some degree, <laughs> but not not a whole lot. So anyway, lap ten of the Daytona 500 now. Don't get us in trouble, Chris. I won't. Okay. Um, you wanted to talk about college football, well. Running back coaches. Football assistant coaches, specifically running back coaches. Um, Tennessee appears to be close to hiring one, specifically Darrell Sims, who has been at Cincinnati um, with Scott Satterfield after previously coaching with Satterfield at Louisville. Um, Cincinnati was number six in the country in Russian last year averaged 217 yards a game Corey Connor went for 1047 for the Bearcats last year um, the balls have an opening at the running back position following Jerry Max departure last week to take a spot with the Jacksonville Jaguars so that's one running backs coach joining the southeastern conference and you one have word of one leaving one of them which had already left has well found, he had left the school yeah he left he left the sec and was i guess looking for a job we found one carnell cadillac williams <laughs> will be the new running backs coach for the las vegas raiders where I guess is Josh Jacobs still a running back there? That'd be interesting. How that will be interesting. Alabama, former Alabama running back. What you gonna tell me about running the ball? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I guess there is that. I don't know if he's still active with the Raiders or not. I believe he is. I believe he is. But yeah. So, find finding his way to played thirteen games. Ran for 805 yards and six touchdowns on 233 carries. Cadillac played with Miami, right? No, that was Ronnie. Cadillac played for uh, the Bucks. Uh, who else did he play for? He played for St. Louis for a year, but he played mostly for the Bucks. Okay, my bad. Ronnie Brown played for the for the the Dolphins, the okay. other My part bad. of that two-headed monster from Auburn. So you remember who the third member of that two-headed monster was? Dane. No. Uh, Close. Similar body type. Brandon Jacobs. Brandon Jacobs, who eventually it. transferred to Southern mm -hmm. Illinois Nor and Northern, Northern Illinois, right? Pretty sure it was Northern. I think it was Southern because I think it was they were. Um, one double A. Interesting. Could have sworn it was Northern. 
May have been. I don't know. Uh, who came, went on to play for the Giants and was quite successful. It was there. Southern Illinois. Who played at Northern Illinois? There was a running back at that time that played there. Yeah, yeah, there was. And that may be what I'm thinking of. But he wasn't Brandon Jacobs. No. Because um, two time Super Bowl champion, Brandon Jacobs. Yeah, again with the Giants. Um, 6'4, 265. Good Lord. Running back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really mad. I want to remember that kid's name. From Northern Michael North. Turner. Michael the Burner oh, Turner. There we go. Play for the Chargers. Yeah. Notice I, did, I didn't say what city. <laughs> but it was, it was around that same time period mm -hmm. that they were playing. And yeah. Dude, Brandon Jacobs at Auburn was good. Mm hmm. Just. Weren't enough carries to go around for those three guys. It's kind of like being the third guy at Arkansas with <laughs> with D Mac and uh, Felix Jones. Felix Jones. And um, who was it? There was a guy. He died not long ago. Oh yeah, uh, you're exactly right. Oh man, what was his name? I can't remember his name. Anyway, <laughs> he coached at Hardin County at one time though. Huh. Interesting. Oh, goodness. That's going to bother me. Um, but, yeah, good good for him. Yeah. Good good for both those guys. I, I think Josh Heupel probably made a, a home run higher. And you got to be impressed with his ability to kind of keep – his staff at a high level, regardless of who comes and goes. Yep, because Jerry Mack was certainly regarded as one of the best running backs coaches. I mean, Tennessee had been one of the best running football teams in the country. In Josh yeah, I don't Michael's know where team. they're ranked this year. But to be able to go get a guy who led the sixth best rushing attack in the country, I'll take it. Yep. I will take it. Um, Peyton Hillis. Yes. Yeah, I was waiting for us to slow down. That's it. Chris, college baseball opened this weekend. Yeah. Let's college talk softball about it. was in week two this weekend. But um, I want to mention a couple of guys with local ties to us specifically. Um, KT. Apo Taco. Yes, sir. He went 0 for 3, but he scored twice in Friday's 6-2 um, win over Texas Tech. Uh, had a stolen base. Did not play in the extra innings loss to Oklahoma on Saturday Yesterday, an 11-5 win over Baylor. Went two for four with a three-run homer to left center and um, scored twice. So two for seven with three ribs and a stolen base on the young season and four runs in three games. That home run was pretty, too. Big, down 2 nothing. Put Tennessee up 3-2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of cruise from there. But. Well, and and Billy Amick, the transfer from Clemson, I think homered um, Friday and yesterday. So 
they've got some juice all up and down the lineup, the Vols do. It's going to be fun to watch. A.J. Causey, SEC Co-Pitcher of the Week, who earned the win in the 6-2 win over Texas Tech on Friday. Pitched four and two-thirds scoreless in relief, allowed just two hits while striking out seven against the Red Raiders. He retired 11 of 12 batters he faced over the final four innings to lock up a ranked victory to start the season for the Big Orange. A.J. Causey pitched last season for Jacksonville State. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's like, all right, crap. Uh, yeah, all right. It goes from, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, Congrats to that kid, though. Jacksonville State uh, took two of three from Memphis this weekend, so take that. Meanwhile, our producer, Mark Rogers, tells us there's a bug crawling across the camera lens. Uh, it's not there now, but yeah, it's, it's, it's on the underside of the camera at this point, Mark. You can't see it, obviously, but like I said, it's our pet ladybug. Yep, it's our pet. We, we have, I don't know if it's the same one or not, obviously, but, but we've had a ladybug joining us. Basically third member of the crew at this point. For a while. For a while, yeah. So, it's supposed to be good luck, though, right? That's what they say. So, we'll take it. Um, a little closer to home, former Zion Christian, uh, Kavaris played his high school ball at Columbia Academy. Zion Christian graduate Briggs Rudder, 6 of 12 over the weekend for MTSU, which won 2 of 3 from Bowling Green. Um, 2 for 5 with a double and a triple. 3 ribs in Friday's 12-8 win. 3 for 4 with a double and 3 RBI in Saturday's 5-4 victory and had a sack fly and was one for three, two RBI in Sunday's 7-3 loss. So again, Briggs Rudder six of 12 with eight RBI through MTSU's first three games. Um, XCA pitcher Brian Baranek, two and two thirds, four runs, none earned, took the loss Sunday. Four runs, none earned, yes. Yes. You ought not get to take the L if that happens. Well, who are you going to charge it to? A anybody else? Team? <laughs> team team loss. Like them rebounds? The, the, the team rebounds you got? <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. Come on, man. That's a tough that's, one. That ain't right. Trash can juice. Here we go. But, um, yeah. <laughs> now I'm mad. <laughs> that's just annoying. That is annoying. But at least he's got no ERA. Uh, well, uh, yeah. the man has, he's 0-1 with a 0-0-0 ERA. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Get some help. Stop. Get some help. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Make no sense. I'm so mad right now. <laughs> oh, man. Tell you what. I'm looking forward to tonight and tomorrow district tournaments finishing up, man. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna run down to Cornersville when we get done here to check out um, the district 10-1A girls consolations between Santa Fe and Kalioka, and probably stay for the championship game with Richland and the host Lady Bulldogs. So it's getting to be that time. Yeah, where at this point losing doesn't matter. Well, 
It matters, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Because at <laughs> this point, you're going to the region yep. either way, but it's going to matter. It's, this is like, uh, what's, that, what's the show? Whose line is it anyway? The rules are made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, um, tomorrow on Main Street Sports Today, we will be joined by the Blue Raider voice, Chip Walters. I haven't heard from Matt yet, so. And we're efforting for a second guest, so... Come back tomorrow at 2 to the Lee Company Studios here in Columbia. It'll be me and Wade Neely joining you. And we look forward to seeing you here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance of Columbia. We'll see you all tomorrow at 2.